Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Blatt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's our audience choice episode, and we asked you to pick around the theme of weddings. And the film that you have picked that features a wedding is the 1991 comedy Father of the Bride. Uh, The reason we're covering weddings is kind of a fun one. The week this episode comes out, I'm getting married! Hooray! Poppers going off, people celebrating, uh, men and women weeping in the streets that I am no longer eligible. Uh, but yes, uh, that that's the reason we're doing it. It, you know, hopefully is going quite well. We are recording this a couple of weeks in advance. Uh, so yeah, we thought we'd celebrate by having a look at a little bit of a wedding film. And joining me, as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. We also have someone who is married and someone who is not. Our guest who has not seen the film and is currently available, it is uh, super scientist Cato Sullivan. How? <laughs> I mean, I've never been introduced that way, but you know, I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are, are you available or are you uh, very happily single and uh, not looking? Um... <laughs> I'm ready to flamingle. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. Uh, I am. I am just me at this point, Stephen. I think is the way to put it. My my life is my life. <laughs> Excellent. That is that is the perfect way to put it. Uh, Kate, um, what do you know about Father of the Bride? Um, I know that it was. It came out in the early '90s, as you have uh, foreshadowed. I know it has Steve Martin in it. I know it has Diane Keaton in it. I assume there's a wedding based on the general topic of this week's film. Um, I assume that it might not have aged the best. That's probably about my entire assumption, but that's ge- just generally my judgment of films from the early 90s. But, that's, that's absolutely yeah. fair. Um, I've not seen this film since I was a child mm. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether or not it's aged either. I think, yeah. it'll, be, I think it'll be a fun experience. Um, but joining us as someone who has seen the film and is indeed married. So back off, everybody. He's spoken for. It is uh, Mr. Jason Doley. Hey Stephen, how are you? Uh, I'm very well. Um, how how are things in the land of uh, Jason Dolly? Ah, uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, everything's just plugging along as as they should. How are things with you getting ready for the wedding? Um, there's a lot going on. Yes, and, yeah. yeah organizing a time, uh, even a couple of weeks out to record a podcast, <laughs> um, was difficult. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, no, this was. Yeah, this is kind of welcome to it, but it's. It can. It will be worth it by the end, and mm. just when you have that day, just just roll with it. But try to remember everything as well. Excellent. Is probably my biggest tip. Yes, and we will be we will be going back to Jason for little wedding advice throughout this episode. Yeah. For any potential <laughs> uh, upcoming newlyweds, uh, please by all means soak it up uh, the experience. <laughs> you have seen Father of the Bride. I have. Yes. Um, when did you last see it? I think it might have been early mid two. Thousands, the like two thousand five maybe. Okay, so a little might bit. have, might have actually been in German. 
So, okay. um, yeah, so while I was living in Germany, I think I watched it at one point. It was on TV. That might have been the last time. But I did watch it, similar to you, mm-hmm. when I was very young as well. Mm. And um, I think from memory, when I watched it again recently, I think I watched two, then one, which is a weird order. Mm. But it's kind of the same order I watched Bill and Ted in mm. um, when I first watched those oh, two. Bill and Ted. Yes. <laughs> so not much weddings in Bill and Ted. No, no, not not as such. But um I, I suppose, in a in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, mm. what can people who have not seen Far for the Bride expect? Um, it is very '90s, but I, I think there can sometimes be charm in that. Like it was a it was a decidedly average film when I watched it, or mm. at least I felt like that. And I have a feeling we're going to feel that again. Mm. Um, but you know, I I like Steve Martin a lot. I find him very charming. He's like a nice vanilla ice cream in a lot of ways. Like he's very <laughs> inoffensive. Yeah. Um. He's like Chevy Chase if you just didn't want him to be a dick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Diane Keaton's in it as well. And um, Kieran Culkin as well. Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that was Kieran, wasn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure, sure, yes. I'm pretty sure Kieran Culkin was in that too. Excellent. So, yeah, no, it's a good one. And it's it's probably something that I'm going to be more interested in not being a teenager now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that I have kids or anything like that, but I think it would be more, maybe even having gone through a wedding now, I kind of understand what a lot of the things are about. So I think... So what you're saying is I will have absolutely nothing. No, I think I think you get it, but it's... (laughs) You know, but I chose this for Stephen, Kate. (laughs) Mm, Yes, yes, this one uh, was was indeed Jason's selection over at patreon.com forward slash CCC podcast. (laughs) Uh, of the many wedding films, this was what the audience chose. So it's. I mean, what I suggested that the audience chose it. It is, yes, it is. After all, a democracy, but with you know some people who are more, more democratic than, than others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all that being said, um, shall we watch Father of the Bride? Yeah. Please. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs and walk down the aisle as we prepare to watch Father of the Bride. pronounce you having watched that film welcome back everybody we have just finished watching father of the bride in this special wedding episode of the cinema catch-up club and joining me at the after party at the reception Mm. having just been through the whole thing they're sitting around and enjoying cake and wine it is uh, my two wonderful guests uh mr jason doley and Madame Kater Sullivan. Madame? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I was like, Miss, Mrs, Ms. And I was like, you know what, Madame. Yeah, okay. It feels as though it, it suits all occasions. Good, good amount of pomp and circumstance. Yes. Uh, Kate, that was your first time watching yes. Father of the Bride. What did you think? That is a peak 90s film. Mm. <laughs> that is that is painfully 90s <laughs> moments. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And I'm just going to... Put it out there right now. It's not a great film. No. Um, but not an awful film. It is a watchable film. Mm. I don't know that I would. I need to watch it again. Mm. And I don't know that I needed to have watched it before now. Mm. It's average at its best. Yeah. And... I- I think it was made more enjoyable by sitting around watching it mm. with, with the people. Two of you. So many, so many yeah. films can be like that. Yeah. Like you can come up of a film and just go, "Oh, that was great," and you just realize, "No, it was because I was." Lightly ribbing it with friends. Yeah. yeah. It's 
it's fine. I think mm. it's sort of the general feeling I yeah. had. I think I think there are some some issues which I'm sure we'll get to, but there are also like it, it's a perfectly nice story about a man trying to come to terms with the fact that his daughter, who is now a legal adult, is getting married quite suddenly and upsetting his admittedly very boring Americana style life of making uh, shoes. shoes. Sneak- sneakers. sneakers. Sneakers, sorry. Not Nikes though. Get them out of this house. Um, and, and Steve Martin, look, it, it, it's very much one of those 90s comedy vehicles that rely very heavily on who their comedy star is. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you look at films like uh, basically anything Robin Williams did in this time period, like Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, all the yeah. films that um, Eddie Murphy was doing when he was playing everyone. Mm. It, it feels like it's one of those films that's sort of in the middle of the road. Yeah, I think. I think I think the description of it is as very average, mm. but not in a way that is anyone's fault. Yeah, no, you can't go. Oh, if they did that better, mm. it would be better. Anything they would have done better. Well, there wasn't much that you could say could be done better. Yeah. So it kind of sits there in its. It hit exactly where it was probably as good as they were willing to make that film as well yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think of Steve Martin, Kate? Just in general. Um, as a... I, I mean, I like him in some things. I don't know that I love him in this, and mm. I think it's because he's not—he's almost not being the Steve Martin that I like. Yeah, I don't he's... know how to explain that other than that he's no, being he, very serious. He's very—he's being very um grumpy and sarcastic. Yeah. Through but, all of it. But in, a, in an environment where, I don't know, I, you need the levity and the stuff around someone who is like that. And because everyone else is just like, stop being a sourpuss. There's no... It's not... Earned. Yeah, like the, the film comes more alive when he is being less of a sourpuss or is, there is more jokes. Yeah. But he's such a straight man to everything yeah. that it's hard to hit those points. Like, literally, there is one point where it's like, okay, Martin Short's here to finally, you know, yuck it up with his yeah. funny German-ish. Uh, German-adjacent. Yeah. yeah, German, German. Kate was trying to convince us earlier that it was no, French. No, no. To be fair, he'd barely spoken at that point. And, and also, to be fair, that is what they would normally have done mm. in yeah. a film like this in the yeah. 90s. You would, you would expect the Ponce European to, like, 75% of the time be French. Yeah. yeah. And this was one of those cases where they well, went, wasn't... we're going to mix it up. What, what's nearby? Spain? No. Nope. Germany? Yep. Yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. It felt like Joel Grey from Cabaret. Mm. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Okay, you know what? We're in Martin Short territory. Let's yeah. just, let's just let's rip just off go straight to Martin Short. Yeah. Um, that is undoubtedly... The worst German accent <laughs> I have ever heard. Yeah. And like, it's, it's in it's in with the worst. Yeah, and I'm yeah. including like drunk British people talking about the war, like <laughs> yeah. you know, doing very inappropriate comments about <laughs> about 1939 to 1945. Mm. Their accents have been better than what Martin Short, whatever he was doing, yeah. whatever it was that he was doing. I I honestly thought but he was, he was confident a, that it was a character. Oh, it was so. a character, and it yeah. it did add some much needed not blandness to yeah to he, he, he was he was the funny man to the straight man that yeah. is steve martin which is you know their relationship in a lot yeah. of ways or they can swap it a lot mm. so yeah well, he almost was trying to make it so much gobbledygooky that you couldn't understand it which yeah. was a joke for which most a, of it yeah. was a joke for most of it mm. but in a way that then i started being like okay so steve martin's not gonna understand what you said mm. and then we're gonna have the wife and the daughter be like, no, this is what was said. And mm. it kind of became a bit of a pattern in not a let's do this three times and it's going to be fun kind of way. Yeah. Um, 
fun character, fun look. I loved that he had BD Wong running around with him. <laughs> Baby BD Wong was... Baby BD Wong in the ponytail. The ponytail. <laughs> he was very young looking in this. Yeah. Oh, such baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Martin Before Short... he started messing with dinosaurs. Yeah. Not long. He cut no. off the ponytail. And <laughs> well, I mean, picked I, up science. Not BD and, Long. And he, in my head, he's um, Law and Order or whatever. That mm. BD yeah. Wong. And so he, in this... The psychologist in Law and Order. Baby BD Wong. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Martin Short... Physically was fine, but that voice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not. No. Not Even great. the part where they spoke German, Stephen turns to me and goes, Is that German? I'm like, no, that yeah. is just gobbledygook. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty confident when he started going, Schnauzen, Hausen, Rausen. I was like, You've never heard, you've never heard me say that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Look, it was, and again, it, it was pretty harmless. And I think this mm. film ultimately is. It's pretty harmless. It's very low stakes because mm. it's it's a comedy about a middle-aged white man feeling uncomfortable about his daughter. Except, you know, when it starts raining and his daughter gets very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that that what that's maybe the one bit where it's like where she comes in and goes, the wedding's off, and you're like, what, well, act Ooh. three's here, what's what's going on? Uh, <laughs> and then it lasts all of five minutes, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and it was just because there was a misunderstanding about a blender and about he lied about this thing that my father would never do, which we'd already seen him yeah. do, and it undercuts the tension of being like, oh, no, this is just another crazy misunderstanding. Um, mm. But... I, it's really hard, I think, reviewing films of this sort of ilk mm. because they're not great. But as you were saying before, Jason, they're not aiming to be great. They're not aiming to be like... I don't think anyone working on Father of the Bride... Um, was hoping we, to end up at the Academy Awards. Yeah, like this, or maybe Kieran Culkin because he was 100% ham <laughs> he, and he, like, he, was, he was like... I'm gonna it may have been up. some sibling rivalry going <laughs> yeah. on I've, there. I've got good lines in this, in yeah. this film and I'm going to milk them for all they're yeah. worth. Watch out, Macaulay. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, Kieran Culkin was great. Was Very great. great. Mm. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch a film just about that kid. Yeah, he was lovely. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, this film was just a little bit light and throffy. It, I mean, it is a remake of a, of a film from 1950 of the same name, sort of mm. like a loose remake of End of, of a book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at it and going like, it was fine. I didn't like it particularly, but no. I, I also, I didn't dislike it. No. It just, it just sort of happened. Yeah, it, I think it, it happened is a good um, summary mm. of it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. disagree. I think, I think there's also it's a bit less to talk about with it too. Mm. Like we've we've kind of covered a fallout. Oh, points I don't know. Now. Bad fashion. Oh. the poodle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much like everything else that we're going to be talking about in this is not is just like surface level, like yeah, uh, froth, yeah. like the fashion. Obviously, it's if you enjoy this, going ha, the nineties, you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the fashion. Let's let's go there. Yeah, um, was obviously <sighs> fabulous. That fabulous early 90s fashion where yeah. there's still a lot of the 80s stink hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally the second we meet his mother, hmm. and I'm like, it's a poodle. Oh my God, yeah, the Brian's, hair is a poodle. It's a poodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was. I do not remember her name. I know she was introduced, uh, but I was... I was just like poodle, I think poodle, just, like it's in just, poodle. Just um, Brian's mother. Yeah, I she's think. she's Joanna. Joanna. Uh, I had the cast list. <laughs> because I was like... Uh, Someone did research, good. Yeah, uh, it was more just like, no, don't know. Did you say their name? Cool. All right. She has a much better hairstyle at the wedding at the end yeah. than 
whatever they did to her hair. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, that's, six months that's You should have better hair, wear, better, better hair at your wedding, I'd yeah. say. I'd well, agree. not her wedding, but the wedding. <laughs> at a wedding. At a wedding, you should have better hair. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Good hair for weddings is, mm. is encouraged. I'm good. just going to write that down, actually. Cause yeah, good yeah, hair good for weddings. Actually, so you've, you've been through a wedding in terms of being someone who has been married. Yes. Uh, Jason. And I feel like this is the thing that interests me, particularly with a wedding coming up in, in just under three weeks yeah. uh, from the time of recording. <laughs> if um, not already done by the time people hear it yes um what what about this film um sorry what about the the wedding experience did this film capture i think it captured one of the things i noticed especially at the end it was probably the bit that i found the most emotional is that bit where you were suddenly worried that you're going to lose or forget or not be able to do something you've kind of had your heart set on for a long time because Mm. there's so much you have to do like i actually was quite Sad at the whole how he was like, okay, I need to kiss the bride. And so, all right, no, I just need to dance. And just, he got none of that mm. in the end. I thought that was, that was quite sad because, you know, it's been his aim for six months. And so that is a part of it. And I think there is, to a level, there is that kind of concern that you won't get everything done, which is why it's very good to plan mm. as much as you can. Right, you can make a note of that plan, plan. wedding. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, but it's quite and yeah I think there's that but there's also like I think one of my cousins told me like during the wedding at one point he says just take 20 minutes every now and then or 10 minutes every now and then just to look and watch just so you remember what the wedding was like for everyone else Mm. because you can just get swept away Mm. like it can just absolutely take you away where you just don't know what's going on you know what you Mm. need to do next and you know where that leads and you know where that leads but you may find yourself completely distracted and if that's what you want for a wedding then do that but i don't think most people would want that no, you, want to you want those it. moments with those people yeah you've invited not just because they cost 250 dollars ahead, ahead but yeah. you know you want them there because God, what would that have been 1991 i should um, get the that's got to be that's got to be like 500 bucks or right, something let me let me yeah. while you continue yeah, yeah music well well, well 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 i can't contribute to this conversation <laughs> you guys go nuts and um... okay i will be coming to you for, know, some, yeah. for some wedding perspectives oh, God. Uh, but, but, <laughs> But um, I, I do think it is a, a really sort of interesting thing that the final third of this film does focus on now that George has essentially, you know... Acquiesced. Yeah, da- da- dad arc complete. He's like, yeah. <laughs> nah, well, I guess time is... Ha- this is inevitable. It is happening. Mm. I, I think the fact that he... Goes he, all in? He goes all in and doesn't get the full experience because it sort of represents that sort of fleeting feeling of like a child and the fact that everything's ending and it's kind of coming yeah and i I think i kind of like that more than if he'd just like oh i parked all the cars and he got there just in time to do the dance yeah um even though yeah no i think i I do kind of wish he'd seen one thing like yeah even if it's just them driving off in the car and actually got to see her get in the car yeah Mm. even if he didn't get to talk to her yeah that was it was sighted yeah it was I cared enough that I was like, oh, George. You yeah, yeah, there, there was kind of, it was oh. in, a, in, a, in a thing where you were just still like, like you'd, you'd watched him be kind of a bit of a baby over a lot of things. Mm. And, you know, we can go on about the, um, oh, we've got the money. We yep, do we've have got, the money. We've got, we've got, got a maths uh, update. $250 here. in 1991 is worth $477.09 today. Wow. Well, in 2020. US. US. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I figured I wouldn't. So, yeah, 500 bucks a person. That's yeah. something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell you, my wedding, 
Popped Not that. that. No, no. No. I work. Good choice. I work in the arts. <laughs> it is not happening like that. Um, but the mm. um, yeah, I, I I I was empathetic to 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 George and and not getting that because I mean he he had that that growth in that very early nineties way of like he just wasn't an obstinate pig headed person for the mm. whole film. But you know yeah. he, he literally showed up and did almost not not quite the bare minimum but like that next level up yeah like he did enough um which i kind of feel is maybe if we were making a farm for the bride in 2020 i think the relationship between the father and the daughter might be a bit different or at least i think i think the fact that social media and the ability to contact people Mm. all the time exists might make that different regardless because you know what was going on with your daughter while she was abroad if if you paid attention i mean it's entirely possible or at least your wife would know what was going on with your daughter and i feel like that's not something that wouldn't be said in that kind of a household Mm. yeah Mm. it's fair true and i guess you can also talk about how there is a very patriarchal view of Mm. what fam well i guess even just not even just yeah what family is to Mm. a head of a household which is like with weddings and if you've probably talked to your parents about and like your wedding is going to be insanely different to your parents Mm. um like you know thinking about it certain people's parents weren't able to live together until marriage yeah yeah, until marriage Mm. and like this is kind of at this cusp nowadays that's pretty uncommon Mm. I actually, Carmen and I actually have a book that we gave to Stephen and Ellen to read, which was this uh, uh, wedding, a guide to weddings in 1983. Mm. And some of the suggestions are just like... It is remarkable. It is remarkably Mm. different to what we have now. Suggestions like, oh, you should make your own wedding cake and, you know, just give yourselves a fortnight to make it. Stuff Mm. like that. Um, When my favorite one was when you're away... Um, on your honeymoon, which you will be doing immediately after the wedding, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, think, I, ne- I don't think I've seen. Yeah, travel's not great <laughs> at the moment to start with, <laughs> but even back then, like you'd still wait. Like I think mm. we waited a week or something before we actually left. But mm. you do that, and then it was the best man's job to make sure your plumbing and your gas and your everything's hooked up and your power. And the maid of honor has to go in and get all the um, all the gifts that you have, um, unpack them, like put the um, linen on the bed. Mm. Um, all that kind of stuff. It's like, because you know, you've never lived together yeah. at all, ever. And yeah, I think you can see like there's these cross-generational changes and you can see some enough, probably if this was made in the 80s or probably even that 50s version, mm. if you'd watch that, the wedding would be almost unrecognizable to what you're about to go through. Yeah. Um, at least this one's kind of maybe a generation and a half back. So there's mm. a few similar things, like yeah. big receptions, more focus on reception than wedding. Yeah, I mean, which is I think that's quite a '90s thing because originally it would have been just wedding, small, smaller reception. Mm-hmm. That's it. Go make children for the war effort or something. I don't yeah. know. Or if there was a reception at all. Yeah, a lot of if there was, would leave yeah, from the church. Yeah, yeah, it was like cool. You're, you're married. That's it. You don't need a reception for it. But like the reception is the best part. I will say I was really glad that we didn't have a garter moment. Yeah, I was like there yeah. was just, just yeah. little things. I was like. Oh, now I've good. not I've not been to a wedding with a garter moment. I've been to a few weddings, so I, I feel have. as though that's something that's happening less. It is happening less. Um, Actually, no, I have. Yeah, I've, I've 100 percent been to one. But and yeah. um, spoiler alert: there will not be a garter moment at my wedding. Cool. Um, choice. That, there yeah. wasn't one at ours either. Because choice. that's weird. Yep. Like. Yep. Just like 
I, I get traditions are weird. And like, <laughs> that, one's, that one is particularly that, weird. That one's particularly weird. And I agree. I'm very glad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was one of the few things I was like, are they going to tell me they're not going to? Mm. And then they did. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that. And then looked down at the DVD cover. I'm like, oh, it's rated G. So that's probably oh, okay. not happening. For, for Gartelus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we, we haven't touched on Diane mm. Keaton uh, oh, as she's yet. She's so good in this. Yeah. She is. She She doesn't have a lot of material to work with. And yet... I actually just really enjoyed her whenever she was on screen, even though she did a lot of George. Oh, George. <laughs> oh, George. <sighs> but she she sold it pretty much the entire time. Mm. Yeah, I think she, I think you said very early on that she felt very like, oh, modern, and maybe she knew what was going on. And mm. I think my memory of that first scene, she's shocked, mm. but it's suddenly like, but it makes my daughter happy. Tick. Mm. Moving mm. on. Pretty Doing much. the mum thing. Yeah. And obviously, if it was both parents that were against the wedding idea, it's a very different film. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's like some sort of reverse parent trap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I did have some serious parent trap moments watching this film, but that's more of a 90s problem than yeah. anything else. Yeah. But Diane Keaton, I mean, the jail cell scene is really funny. Yeah. Mm. She does that really well. Yeah, she's like, ooh, I'm in charge now. Undeniably. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> she was, um, yeah, she was just really really fun I, I felt she was a little bit underused mm. but i feel as though that's that's just the script i, I yeah I, it's a steve it's a steve martin vehicle yeah mm, i would have liked to see sort of a her and her daughter moment there's just a, as a like yeah there's a few more in the second one right mm. so Which yeah it's probably because she was so good in the first one that they were yeah like, yeah like cool like yeah what yeah. worked yeah she worked yeah diane keaton good actress write that yeah. down everyone diane, diane keaton, diane keaton good good actress. Actress. use more in sequel yeah actually. and don't get it confused with diane lane like i do every now and then oh, yeah that that happens yeah um yeah well that's the film guys i'm yeah. not gonna call it that <laughs> <laughs> no it, i mean it is there really isn't much to this one but no. but i suppose it's more this film is almost 30 years old. Yeah. And I think, for me at least, re-watching this, and I, I wonder if you feel the same, Kate, this film feels more like a like a time capsule than it does anything else. Like, it feels more like, as, as Jason was saying before, this is how weddings used to be, or this is what weddings were like, and indeed in some parts of the world probably still are like. Um but for me, I, I found myself liking it more when I was looking at it as like, oh, yes, this was what the early 90s was like. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I probably enjoyed it because I am, a, I mean, technically a child of the 80s, but for mm. all functional purposes, a child of the 90s. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, yes, bad hair. These are things I remember. These are things that I remember watching yeah. as a small child, like mm. that were in films that I remember nostalgically. Mm. And it does have that time capsule element, although I, I think I will just tip my hat to you about the um, Queen of Genovia comment because there are some serious moments where I'm like this also feels like not that time period because it's been re-referenced the Mm. 90s gets re-referenced now but Mm. yeah it it, yeah it is it just quintessentially feels 90s I Mm. think the whole film yeah yeah no I think it's I think it is what it is but I think there's also a little more heart to it than that or at least a little more of a nature to it yeah i mean it's got something to it i mean obviously it spawned a sequel and yeah i'll be honest when i was thinking about this film when the the audience decided this is what we were watching um i found myself thinking of the sequel more like a lot and i realized watching this 
I think a lot, my, lot of the real yeah. good bits are actually in the sequel. Yeah, all my memories are of Father of the Bride too. I was starting to realise that too near yeah. the end. I'm like, yeah. And I also haven't seen that, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if you'd seen Father of the Bride 2 and not Father says, of the says, Bride. Says the person who said that when you rewatch them, yeah. you think you watched two and then one. Yeah, two and then one. Yeah, but I'm like, pretty sure I literally watched them within a weekend. Yeah. Like we had both of them from the VHS, sure. the, v, the um, video store. Back, so, in the, back in the good old days Back in the VHS. good old days. And I think I wasn't there when they were watching the first one and then... Right. Watch the second one. Then I'm like, oh, cool. Well, it's a weekly. Mm. So, chuck it on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how tempted I am to go and watch Father of the Bride 2 in terms of, like, I have a feeling it's a better film. If someone told me the percentage of better that film is or mm. how percentage is the same, that would probably change it. If they're like, oh, this is, like... Twice as good. I'd be like, mm. okay, that actually sounds kind of mm. interesting because I'm I'm endeared enough to these people now that if I could see them do better, I just can't. I'd imagine. be like, oh, okay, yeah. I can't imagine what Father of the Bride two pregnancy. It, uh... Uh, <laughs> with a twist. But like, you know, before you said that, I'm like, I don't know what the second film would be, and mm. I know that there's a third film. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what they would be, aside from you know better than this we're not going to do father of the bride 2 at some point like so i, mean, I guess well, we, we might <laughs> it, it, it may happen yeah I also, <laughs> like i also haven't still haven't watched it so you know it'll be me being like that was yeah. fractionally better than the last one <laughs> yeah well i'm just having a quick look online at the imdb scores um father of the bride 2 is lower ranked than father oh of the bride okay one. that does change it, by about yeah. um half a percent uh, yeah. Half a percentile, uh, so it's six point five versus six point one on the IMDb ratings. So, yeah, look, maybe maybe I just remember the nineties fondly, and I've got a vague memory of Steve Martin doing something funny in a kitchen. Yeah, that wasn't well, see, in this film. There's, there's another film, the name of which escapes me now, that he is prominently like the father figure in, mm-hmm. which I which I vague, have vague recollection of being quite a good film, but it's the sort of family antics film. Would that be cheaper by the dozen? Probably, by the dozen. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I saw that. Fi- I'm pretty sure I saw that film in the cinema. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I've definitely seen that film, probably both at home and in the cinema. And I think that that is a better Father Steve Martin than we saw in mm. this film for me, mm. potentially. But again, very different. Very different genres. Very it? different yeah. type of yeah. things. Um, I also just really enjoyed the fact that his name was George Banks, but there was not a single Mary Poppins reference <laughs> in the entire thing because I kept thinking, like, is he distantly related, I guess? But Maybe. then we would have had, like, the names of the kids should have been Jane and Michael. That's and it, true. We would have, like, they could have done a whole thing without ever yeah. doing a thing. And then yeah. halfway through, Julie Andrews turns up and it's a Mary Poppins sequel that we weren't expecting. We, got, just... the, we got the Queen of Genovia moment. Yeah. We got it ahead they, of its time. They could have done this, guys. <laughs> oh, disappointing. Would you guys like some trivia about Father of the Bride? Absolutely. Sure. All right. Uh, all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, the first bit of trivia. Uh, Tom Irish made his film debut in the 1950 version of Father of the Bride and then made his last film version in the 1991 version. So Tom Irish, the actor, managed to bookend his career with, with, Father, um, of the Bride. with Father of the Bride. Who was he in... The later ben, one. Ben Banks. It says so in the credits, which I was... Ben Banks. Yes. That's what it says in the credits. Hmm. Who I assume is Grandad or something. Yeah. Yeah, he is... Okay, cool. I don't really see the Grandad at all. He, I think, has maybe one line. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like, oh, here's, here's Grandpa in yeah, the crowd Yeah, I think somewhere. it's in that party scene at the end where he goes, I think he's like, oh, hey, Ben. And he goes, oh, hey, George. Like that kind of okay. thing. Like it's... Yeah, from memory... Look, 
not a memorable character. Look, but, yeah, li- li- but, literally, it's like we got to sneak in this guy so we can really mm, fix it. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, but kind of cool. Yeah, like, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, like if you can start, you know, my end is my beginning. That with your career, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty. I wonder good if going. he like hadn't done any for a while and then agreed to do this just. Yeah, to he'd gone and become it. a real estate agent or something like that, yeah. and then somebody's and like, he, "Oh, he was in that, wasn't he?" Yeah. Yeah. In the scene where George and Nina Banks are eliminating who will be invited to the wedding, among the names mentioned are Steve and Stephanie Tyrell. Steve Tyrell did several of the songs in this film and the sequel, Father of the Bride Part 2, um, and is obviously from House Tyrell, which yes. is um, very, very yeah. not <laughs> Queen of you Thorns want to turn down. and everything, no. yeah. <laughs> yes. um, Annie, who is played by uh, Kimberly Williams. Uh, who was very young. She looks, she, she does looks not incredi- look 22. Well, I she know wasn't, that- she was 20, I think we worked yeah. out. Yeah. but well, she's Technically probably even 19 when it was being filmed because they're mm. not, she mind you, there's not as much turnaround on a mm. comedy like that. But yeah, she always looked a little too young to be 22 in mm. a way, which is kind of the opposite problem. Usually you have people who look like too old to be playing teenagers and things like Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. Of want, part of me wonders if that's because now we are used to seeing 20-somethings playing 15-year-olds. No, no, that's what... But you... Whereas, like, so she is the right age for the character she's playing. We're used to seeing 30-year-olds play 20-somethings because 20-year-olds play 15-year-olds. I think it's a bit like a Tom Holland thing. Like, even though he's, like, 22 or something right now, he still looks like he's 16. Like, you maybe just get certain people with certain genetics that always make them look young. Yeah, he's kind of locked Worst worst version of that is always just Spider-Man for me, like the Tobey Maguire one. Like, why is that 27-year-old man chasing down that bus? Yeah. Um, Full of children. uh, Oh, he's meant to be a kid. um, No, I I will stand by... uh, the mean girls cast oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good one too yeah uh anyway. well anyway uh or john travolta in greece yeah <laughs> anyway fresh-faced kimberly williams uh as annie reacts in horror at her father's suggestion of a barbecue picnic wedding reception opting for a more elegant event in real life kimberly's wedding reception was that much yes! more casual <laughs> thing. Yes! Uh, she had that's a amazing. down-home barbecue picnic uh, she married the country singer Brad Paisley in 2003. Oh, yeah. And okay. they, they had a real rootin' tootin' Steve Cowboy Martin dream sequence. <laughs> I loved him looking... So look- it was just a look into the future when he turned and yeah. had the, the, the very attempting fade. Yeah, it was so vivid. And it made me wonder if... <laughs> his like, vivid imagination, that gentleman. And, and also... His fourth wall breaking from the very beginning. Yeah. Sort of just... Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I have something in my shoe. Let me just take it off. It makes me wonder if he had magical powers and hadn't realised it. I just... I wish he'd broken in the fourth wall at the end. Yeah. As well. In that chair. Or just in the middle of scenes. Instead of doing his, like, pained, like, slightly constipated, like, oh, I don't like what's happening And then the voiceover explains it all. Yeah. If if he was just turning to, like, the camera and going, like, do you see... Do you hear this guy's accent? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. But that's just a style uh, thing, I suppose. (laughs) Um, Phoebe Cates was offered the role of Anne Banks, uh, but had to decline it because of her pregnancy at the time. Mm. Um, Mm. I think she could have been quite good. Yeah. And... Who, sorry? Uh, Phoebe Cates, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, oh, Gremlins. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. would have also been uh, a bit older. I think she's eight years older than um, yeah. than Kimberly. So she would have... She would have made him look real young. Yeah, yeah, potentially. But mm. yeah, but maybe she would have been maybe a slightly mm. better age, but then maybe she would have possibly been too old for what they were going for, which was someone yeah. who was like pretty... like just become an adult and we're getting married yeah 
Yeah. Oh, good news. Uh, BD Wong is in Father of the Bride Part 2. Yay. Oh, stick it on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> stick it on. <laughs> and more, and more Eugene Levy. Yes, because uh, he, he has a very brief cameo as a... As Mind a you, it's an obvious movie. cameo too, because they just focus on him and he just keeps singing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was really going for it. He was. Yeah, he was there going like, maybe a film about a wedding singer would be good, guys. Yeah, like, yeah okay. We'll I'm up here without a paddle. <laughs> Um, the final bit of trivia, because there's not a lot of trivia for this film, let's be <laughs> real. Um, George is constantly telling everyone he meets about the wedding being too expensive. At one point, the guest list was up to 572 and the cost was $250 a head. If every single person on the list attended the wedding, the total cost in 1991 money, as Kato Sullivan worked out <laughs> during the, the recording, is $143,000 US. Wow. Which in today's money... <laughs> oh, yes. Would... Yeah. Be um, $272,894.82. So, so over a quarter of a million yeah, that's dollars. Over a quarter of a million dollars. Quarter of a million dollar Which wedding. Probably US. Exp- US. Which probably explains his mild shock at yeah, may, yeah, I, I, I'd be, I'd be ripping up hot dogs and throwing them at people for a quarter oh, of a million I've, dollars. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I presume your wedding wasn't a quarter of a million dollars, Jason. No. No. I, no. I think if we added your wedding and my wedding together, not even getting close. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're breaking the pre-1991 money as yeah. well. Yeah, so, so it's... Um, yeah, look, that, that's... Well, I had a fantastic wedding. I yeah. couldn't have asked for a better wedding. Oh, and as, as someone... And you, got, I think we'll say yeah. that at the end too. As someone who got to attend Jason's wedding, I can say it was it was very nice. <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty schmick event. Mm. Um uh, but yeah, like it, it's ridiculous how expensive weddings can be. Um, yes. And I think, I, I don't know that films like this help because no. I feel as though they build that expectation no. of like, it's normal to spend a ridiculous amount of money on X item, like a cake or yeah. swans or whatever it is. That yeah, you or need. just to have this thing that doesn't really like. Ice statues that melt when you put a heater near them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things where it's like opulence i guess rather than efficiency or like extravagance over style yeah yeah to an extent like when you were saying one one other thing i was going to bring up Mm. just as a wedding tip i guess if this oh yes the podcast is half about sorry just clicking um there we go all right the concept of traditions as Mm. well Mm. with it stick to the ones that you like because i feel like the ones that have fallen like that we've kept Mm. things like you don't see the you don't see the bride before the wedding. There's something mm. old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Um, bouquet toss and things like that. Mm. Um, or, or something adjacent. Those have stuck around because they are kind of fun to try and mm. follow. It's like, you know, the idea of not seeing the person to the wedding, I, I thought was great. I, mm. I really wanted to do that one. We did. Carmen did the something old, something new. And we didn't do a bouquet toss, but we had what we called like um, date starter kits as well so nice. there's like two tickets to like two movie ticket mm. things like that some chocolates something else and stuff mm. like that and we had two of those so Carmen threw one and I threw one I will say the thing about the uh, not seeing the bride before though now happens sometimes less and I know this mm. from my mm. brother's wedding mm. because um, now there's more often this massive great gap for people between church bit or whatever mm. and reception because we have to take a thousand photographs photos, now. So, take the photos yeah. so what people it. often do now is take the photos first and, and then, then get go married. St- get, then yeah. get married and go straight to the wedding, which mm. is 
a way around to do it. So it's yep. one of those ones that I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, how but long it's that will whichever one you want to do. Yeah. So um, I mean, we're doing what Kate has suggested. Mm. If you're listening mm. to this the day it gets released, or in the two days afterwards, and you're going to the wedding, you are going to get all this extra bonus info. <laughs> you're going to be prepped. <laughs> but you know, we're doing exactly that yeah. um, because. I, you know, I, I had it. I essentially was like, oh yeah, ticking off what I know from weddings, from ones I've been to, and the wedding tradition list. Mm. And I just had it in my head that, oh yeah, I won't see um, Doctor Ellen's ears until, until we get to the thing. And then she, <laughs> are you going to keep calling it that? Well, I mean, she's earned that title. She so has, we yes, might, true. Might, we're going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, but she she made exactly that point of yeah. you can do a lot of the photos and like there's there's important family photos because you are all together before. Yes you go to the to the ceremony mm. um, of doing that first. Yeah. And what a lot of them are doing, which I've, I've seen done really well, is they they do that thing of, like, the, the groom seeing the bride for the first time and taking photographs of that. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I'm practicing my very high eyebrows and, wow! <laughs> uh, so I'll try my best to, uh, to do that where yeah. possible. I mean, I think the other option then is that... Um, so what my friends whose wedding mm. I most recently went to did was they did all the, their sort of like main photos beforehand, mm. but then they had the photographer between the um, wedding itself and the reception so that you could do the photos with friends bit. Yeah. There. Then, so there was sort yeah. of like a logical segue of now we're going to all stand around and do cocktail for an hour while they change mm. the room over from one thing to another. And then we can all go back upstairs again. Yeah. But there's something to do. And ultimately I think the thing that we're learning from this discussion of weddings as well as from watching far for the bride is just do what makes you happy and like specifically you the person getting married yeah. um uh, you know yeah. It's, yeah, because um I, I, that 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 is something that i think jason would certainly agree to that it's it it, it is money doesn't day. cause the happiness of the wedding yeah it's also your good, day not everyone else yeah good plan like good planning really helps mm. and sometimes a bit more money can help with that good planning because mm. it can come up it you, can help you've, solve an issue. Yes, you do. Yeah, it does. It can. It can solve. It can open some doors and grease some wheels, so you can mm. have a better day. And that's really where the money should go, not on swans and planting more tulips and yeah. things like that that happen in that film. Like it's oh God, just the hairdryer and the tulips. <laughs> well, that, oh. that leads us very nicely onto uh, Kate O'Sullivan's on the program, oh so God. it means that we have to do what, what the, the science. science? Uh, now, not about not, this. Sorry, film? was I meant to say that too? Or? No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can join in whenever you want. Uh, it's it's a okay. I'm not going to be able to read that. That's right. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of scientific questions. No, I suppose. No, not compared to the other ones we've done. Mm. But um, would would you be able to successfully reanimate a tulip that has received cold uh, exposure with a hairdryer? Would you be able to melt the snow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would it change the damage done to the tulip? No. Mm. So, sort of? De- um, depends more... how hardy tulips are, I guess. Well, so the problem you're going to have is that petals on any flower are, are delicate survive. and are going to get, like, that's where the frostbite kind of stuff is going to become a problem. It also yeah. depends on how long they were cold for mm. and how frozen they became and a whole bunch of other and also, Actors. depending on, I suppose, the power of the hairdryer. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you could easily take it too far the other way. Exactly. So, uh, look, would I? all I'm going to suggest is um, if they were as frozen as, say, what happens occasionally to my vegetables when they're in the crisper for too long and they get too frozen because they've been touching the back of the fridge or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you thaw them and they turn into mush, mm. 
I would not be attacking my tulips with a hairdryer okay. if it were me. Mm. I would just be dealing with the fact that I had a beautiful snow-covered wonderland. Yeah, that's lovely. Instead, mm. um, would I get someone to shovel my walk? Yes. Would yeah. it probably be the wedding planner? No, I'd probably get um, Bitty my- Wong. I'd probably get my younger brother and his mate who's coming to a $250 wedding oh, yeah, to they, do it for me. Yeah. And then maybe get the two actual adults to drive the cars. Maybe. I mean, that is the other question I've got. I've got the word child drivers here. Oh, boy. Uh, for that sequence at the end. Oh, I feel like it's just a, like a... Yeah. Like, it, it's just a humory thing of I mean, that time. Am I impressed that their feet apparently touch the pedals? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm imagining all of those cars would have been a stick shift as well. Mm-hmm. They would have been geared cars. Am I impressed by these children? Yes. Do I advise this? No. 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 Do not. So, do not do this at home. Why can't? That's science talking. Why can't an infant drive a car? Why can't like an eight-year-old drive a car aside from the height thing? It, and it, the legality. And the legality. Like, is there anything intrinsically about I children mean, that means that operating machinery? Is I, a bad I will. Idea? I will observe that their brains are not at full function at that point their brains are still developing so and they have less coordination they have less coordination and they also have less impulse control mm-hmm. um though i could also I would I say could... their reaction times are usually slower as i will exhibit by what happens when you throw a small bo- a small ball at a small child and mm. invariably you get a lot of sort of like flailing of limbs and right and inability to to, to, to find motor skills. I actually just realised I could drive when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So. I was going to say, it, it's, it's not untrue that like people maybe, are, maybe theoretically... And, uh, we don't know how old Kieran Culkin was meant to be in that film. Well, we could find out, but I mean, we're, we not, we're not going to. No. We're, I, trying to. we're trying to wrap this up here. I would here suggest already... based on his general height, I would say he would be like Six? seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was vaguely a child. He was, uh, he was, he was distinctly a child who had not gone through, gone through a growth spurt of any description. Yeah. Which is ironic because the Culkins are pretty tall they are pretty tall boys. Mm. Um, but, but yes, I, I would just generally, as someone who has become a bit of a face of road safety, do not let your children drive cars on a real street no. ever. Because my bet is, Jason, that you were driving them on a property that a, is owned you, by, and therefore is private property, which is a separate issue. The way you're entirely. asking it makes it sound like you're a lawyer. And so I'm going to like, I have lawyer confirm parents, nor Jason, deny you know <laughs> those, um, those facts. Yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know it was unsafe for children to drive a car. Now I do. Thank don't, you. Don't, please, yeah, please, um, please do not do that. Yeah. And uh, as somebody else who is in a road safety commercial at the moment in the state of WA, yeah. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Yeah. And I'm going to say thanks as I turn my back <laughs> uh, for doing that. Um, and uh, Kieran, was, uh, Kieran Culkin was um, nine when this film was released. He does not look nine. Mm. No, but that's what you need to be a child actor is to look way younger than you are. Yeah. So you can get a nine-year-old to act a lot better than you could a six-year-old. And he does a wonderful job. He really yeah. does. The little. I wish he has. I wish he had a more fruitful career between then and now. I mean, look, so I'm sure done. so does Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Macaulay got full Home Alone in many sequels. That's so. true, that's true, yeah. It's, you yeah. know, it's um, it's tricky, the child star to, to um, adult acting mm. role. And, uh, yeah. Hey, Scott Pilgrim. We got him in Scott Pilgrim. There yeah. is that, yeah. Before we go, I just want to know some of your favourite wedding memories. Uh, it, it, it can be from your own wedding if you mm-hmm. want, Jason, but we, it's not like this was the best wedding. It's more like... <laughs> This was a cool thing that happened at a wedding. Uh, yeah. Do you have one, Kate? I do. Um, so I was lucky enough to go to a f- couple of friends of mine's wedding who I knew. I knew both of them before they got married, which was cool because I think I was the person who had known both of them the longest and both of them not as a couple. Hmm. Um, and it was a weird one because it was on New Year's Eve mm. outside of Melbourne 
And it was lovely because a bunch of us had flown in because we all met in WA and some of us now live in New Zealand and Brisbane. And there was this really nice coming together moment mm. of a bunch of people who used to know each other at uni who then proceeded to um, come up with a drinking game for the bride's parents' speeches. (laughs) 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 Which was kind of great in that there was an... For the speeches, in that there was an entire speech where we didn't get to drink at all. Mm. And then the bride's dad got up and we were just like run... We were reordering beverages and we were just watching the bride and groom being like, don't, don't you do this. And we're like, you put us all on a table together. (laughs) What did you think was going to happen? Oh, that's that lovely. Was, yeah. I, was, um, I think one of the favourite things I did when I was doing... with I'll, I'll, I'll use my wedding because I'm completely drawing a blank and I'm not <laughs> a very creative person. But I... And, and it kind of relates to what Kate mm. just said. Mm. I really enjoyed... And Carmen hated and found this a daunting process, but I absolutely <laughs> loved it, which was working out who should sit where. Mm. Like, it was this really mm. fun game of human dominoes of yeah. me just going, all right, cool. So, okay, there's kind of like... Okay, there's one group of nine, so that's fine. That's good. And there's maybe three people who kind of maybe belong in those nine, but we can't find them here, so I'm going to have to find somewhere else. Like, I could almost literally just go and, like, if I'm just running through it, I can go, all right, Stephen was with Sarah and Ellen, uh, with Matt mm. and um, Joe. and oh, he's, he's good. Yeah, and, and so that. on and so on. <laughs> so that would have mean also that you were there with Kiralee and Terry as well mm. and blah, 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 blah. Like, and that kind of thing of just working out. And then you're sitting there just going, all right, okay, and there's there's... There's a couple of single people, yeah, they'll get along well and they already know some of these people there, mm. so they'll be mm. good on that table together. And then it's like, all right, my side of the family, which ones can go there? My side of the family, which ones can go there? Yeah. So yeah, I really, that's, I really enjoyed that part. Oh. Are you, are you, I guess you've got open seating or? Yeah. Um, yes. Mm. He says with no confidence. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you yes, do or do I not. Yes, I think. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we've got open seating. Yeah. Uh, but that may change. Wedding planning's fun like that. Yeah. Right? Where all of a sudden you can go, ooh, this, and suddenly, oh, oh well, we're going to change absolutely everything now. Yeah. Um, I went to a wedding, the most recent wedding I went to, I think, uh, which was an engagement party that turned into a wedding. Nice. Ah, yes. And it was really lovely. It was, Those ones are good. That yeah. might actually be one. Yeah, it was... Um, Actually, no, I've been to one wedding more recently than that, um, which was a registry office wedding, which was really, really lovely because yeah. it was um, two similar situation with the UK. It was two people who I'd met just before they'd started dating oh, yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, I'd known, I've known them for years and it was absolutely gorgeous. But um, the the engagement party into a wedding wedding um, was really lovely to be at. Mm. Um, because, and the, the reason they did it is because the... Um, the bride in question is not someone who is big on being in um, like big public events. Center of attention. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, really didn't like that. And even said in her wedding speech, as it turned out, um, she was like, yep, didn't want to go through this twice, basically. (laughs) And also they had like family that lived interstate. So get them all together twice was going to be an issue. So yeah, I was like, that was actually when it was suddenly like, it's a wedding surprise, everybody. It was like, that's, that's cool. That was a really lovely, cool um, Mm. moment that sticks out. Uh, guys, we have successfully reviewed Father of the Bride. All that remains is for us to score the film. And Kate, it was your first time watching Father yeah. of the Bride. What score are you going to give it out of 10? Um, it's interesting because knowing now what, because you accidentally leaked what the IMDb rating was mm. before. Yes. Knowing that, I was going to say like 
about that and having heard you said it my brain's gone no it's not that good <laughs> like mm. it's not a six to i forgot what anymore. he said 60 like it was about 6.5 6.5 out of 10, out of 10 IMDb, okay. yeah and i was like i feel like at the time i would believe that um true yeah but now i think i'm gonna give it like a four and a half pearl necklaces out of mm. out of 10 like it's fine mm. it was enjoyable to watch but i wonder how much of that was because we were basically talking through the whole thing yeah we, we mm. were it was a fun communal experience yeah but i don't know how much the film was bringing to the i party. don't know that i heard half of the dialogue in this film yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you jason i am going for five um biddy wong ponytails mm. out of 10 i think it is like it is very much a five and i think i probably feel better about the film and that is probably because of you guys and so on i can mm. be very kind to films but i think it is as i said it's average at its best yeah yeah i i agree um i'm gonna give it Four and a half um, lace trim sneakers. <laughs> but at the ten. same time, I feel like I don't feel like people need to watch it. But I also feel like it doesn't like th- like there are some stinkers that are four and a half to five, and I'm like, oh no, it's a, but it's a good four and a I half. I think it's five. a four and a half mm. out of five because it's four not and a half a- out of five. Oh, sorry, four and a half out of ten <laughs> because it's not aged well. It's it's not yeah. that it, at the time when it was released. Yeah. Decent film. Yeah, probably be about a six or maybe even a seven if you really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and depending on your love of Steve Martin. Oh, Martin yeah. Shorts. Oh, Martin Shorts. Yeah, like, I, I think now there are so many films of a similar genre that are better that it probably falls mm. through the ranks because yeah. of that, not necessarily because it's not good, like not okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think that. But I think at the same time, the worst you can claim is that it's a little dull. It's a bit boring. It's a bit patriarchal. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is actually the, the second one is much <laughs> yeah. more something you should say about it. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but but it, but it, but it isn't like objectively sitting there going, what the, the director made this choice or why this particular scene? Why is this written this way? At no point was I angered by it. No. Um, or frustrated. The, mo- like, the, the most yeah. the most extreme thing the director did was probably let Martin Short keep that accent yeah. oh, i don't know there was some steady cam that was not so steady yeah. i mean i mentioned yeah, yeah i, I think that was sick, like. but yeah <laughs> but yeah all in all if you want a bit of an okay film that you yeah if you want to watch a watch good, it for a, diane keaton watch it for kieran culkin yeah yeah and, and maybe watch it for thing but also if you want a, a movie about a wedding mm. And you've already watched my Big Fat Creek wedding and four weddings and a funeral. Probably this is the one to go for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of 27 dresses, but that's more to do with the way they end it and the shots that <laughs> yeah. they choose. But and who can forget Star Wars Episode Two: Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones? Oh yeah, there is a wedding in that one. <laughs> Another classic wedding film. Um, guys, that brings us to the end. See, that's a bad four and a half. That's a bad four and a half. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, that's about that's, a that's a two. That's a two. <laughs> it's, that's it, an episode two. It's, it's coming next year. You'll you will find you will find out in a few months' time what score that gets. But for now, uh, Jason and Kate, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch Up Club. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And for those of you listening in, thank you for joining us. Um, we have a few ways you can get in touch with us. There's uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you just want to subscribe and be like, yeah, just give us an episode. Once a week sounds good. You can do that. Uh, but if you want to send us more direct comments than that, uh, we can be found on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there and leave comments and reviews of us. 
we review films, so it's only fair that you get to review us. Uh, and of course, there is also our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast, where you can uh, suggest films the polls. This one was suggested on our Patreon by Mr. Jason Dolly. Um, mm. So, you know, if you if you think you know a better wedding film next time this rolls around, then by all means, uh, leave your suggestions there. Um, and also for those of you who are interested in finding out about the wedding, I would just like to let you know that uh, the next two weeks of episodes after this are going to be recorded before the wedding. Uh, so, uh, so in three weeks' time, yeah. you can find so out how the wedding I will find went. out in six weeks how the wedding went. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Basically, but yes, if you're, if you're listening to this uh, the week that this episode is released, um, yeah, the, the next two weeks of episodes are, are going to be pre-recorded, if only for the fact that uh, I'm going to probably be asleep. Yeah, you, ha- you are allowed to have a life, Stephen. <laughs> yes, I- I'm taking a-, a little bit of time off, but it's okay because they're uh, they're relatively timeless episodes uh, because um, we are doing the, the land before time. Yeah, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. No, we're doing um, the the birthday episode where I just get to pick a film because it's my birthday Ooh. and I'll watch it if I want to, and the Halloween episode uh, are our two episodes that are coming up. So if you want wedding updates, either become friends with me before before the wedding <laughs> nailed it or uh you can listen for uh, an episode in early november where i'm sure we'll fill you in mm. on all of that um or maybe you're just listening to going get on with reviewing the film <laughs> uh, and if that's the case we're gonna leave now uh, thank you very much for listening in and until next time goodbye bye bye Oh, oh no, you want to say goodbye to the German accent? You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.